0: hello everybody welcome to all villa no filler please like and subscribe subscribe if you want aston villa to make the champions league this season if you don't subscribe it means you want birmingham city to win the championship who the hell wants that birmingham city fans themselves don't seem to want that um well what's going on in the world of aston villa well i've done an interview with tom green from the borough breakdown podcast and middlesbrough podcast lovely lovely guy Uh, And he gave me a very detailed description of uh, Morgan Rogers, the uh, Middlesbrough forward who Aston Villa have been linked with and apparently made two bids for that have been rejected. So uh, if you want to check that out, um, that will be coming in a second. Um, I'll cut to that from this. Um, But I thought I would just start this off, actually, uh, by bringing up uh, the fact that the Telegraph, Matt Law, has an article that's just been dropped uh, like a... Uh, A mixtape from um, your favourite musician. Uh, The headline, Chelsea, I surprise move for Aston Villa striker John Duran. 20 years of age, £18 million we signed him for a year ago and there has been a lot of noise in the last few months about certain fallings out, things not quite been right. Uh, He wants more game time. He hasn't he has played quite a bit for Aston Villa. He's played quite a lot. For somebody his age, 19, 20, um, he's had a lot of game time in the Premier League as a striker as well. Um, so I think he's on a good trajectory at Villa uh, and the opportunities will keep mounting as he scores more goals. Um, the problem is uh, Ollie Watkins is the is the real deal. He's the finished article and he does exactly what we need at Aston Villa. Um, Run just has to bide his time. Now, you know, if he doesn't feel like he's getting enough game time, well then you can't really argue with that. I mean, fair enough. If he wants to play more, wants to go somewhere else to find that game time, well then that's just the way it is. Um fine. Uh you know, you can't knock his ambition and his his belief. Um it's what you want to see in young players. But to go to Chelsea, you know, Carney Chukomeka went there. Um, I think it it was sort of coming together for for Chukwueze at the start of this season at Chelsea, but um, got an injury and in it haven't seen him since. Um, wasted a year last year, I think. There, um, it may yet come good for Carney at Chelsea. As for Yonderan, you know, if he were to go to Chelsea, um, would he get more game time there, competing with uh, Nkunku and uh, Nicholas Jackson, compared to what he gets at Aston Villa? Um, not convinced not really convinced by that um, risky is how I would put it I think Duran has a very high ceiling I think he has the raw ingredients to be a real high class striker I've seen him hold the ball up in games live in person where the defenders couldn't deal with him and I'm talking about Everton defenders here Big physical units like James Tarkovsky, Michael Keane, who's not played that well this season, but they were trying to mark him with Duran's back to goal. Duran couldn't get near him. Um, On top of that, there's been moments where he's shown electric pace, moments where he's made good runs, um, and one or two finishes that have been absolutely class. Like The the finish against Crystal Palace was unbelievable. Um, And the header he got away at Lechia Warsaw, Uh, again was top quality so there are hints that there's a real top quality striker there with a very high ceiling and there is thinking within European football that he is a striker who can go very very far that said he's extremely raw he is not ready to lead the line for Aston Villa consistently ahead of Ollie Watkins that's just a fact and if Basically, Watkins is the main man. If you're going to bring in a striker, you know, to be sort of his backup, who's it going to be? Well, it, there's two options there, isn't there? Either it's young, potential, willing to take their opportunity when it comes, um, or it's somebody who's a bit older, happy to sort of chill out on the bench a little bit and then come on and do the job when they need to. So... um, I think he should just stick it out to the end of the season at Villa. I think for Aston Villa ourselves, if we were to sell him now, it would have to be for a big profit and it would have to be um there'd have to be a replacement for him because you know if Ollie Watkins gets injured, you know, in, in the run in this season or is absent for any games or we need a substitute at some point in the game. Um not having anyone to replace Yonderan looks Quite risky, and I was supportive last season of selling Danny Ings. Very supportive of it. Uh, I think that's proven totally correct. Um, but there was a risk at that point as well that were Watkins to get injured, um, it might leave Villa a bit light. And also, we you know trimmed the squad down. There were areas you feared in the squad um, that Villa might not um, cope. But if Villa were to sell Duran now, I'd like to think just with the you know the push for the top four we've, we're going through right now that will bring somebody in um hopefully um would that be morgan rodgers um as tom green explains to me in the interview that i'll bring up in a second um he's uh yeah he's got something for sure um but he's he's potential but as is john duran duran is a player of potential um so yeah i do think i do believe in duran uh, i'd really love him to stay at villa at least until the end of the season but um if whatever's going on off the pitch, there's a lot of noise. If whatever's going on off the pitch isn't working out for either party, you know, on the Villa side or on Duran's side, well then if he needs to move, he needs to move. And that's just, you know, football rolls on. And if you get a big profit for him, well then sure thing. But yeah, like I say, I'd like to see a replacement if he does go. Uh anyway, um, Aside from that, I've just had an email, as has everybody else, I'd assume, from Chris Heck himself. Chris Heck's actually emailed all of us and it says, AV150 countdown to 150 years, and he's announced the honorary board. Exciting stuff. It's going to include Thomas Hitzelsperger, we all love Hitz, haven't seen him around at Villa for a long, old time, so it's nice to see him back. Um, Brian Little, Ian Taylor, Dennis Mortimer, Club Legends, Um uh athlete Catherine merry well-known villa fan guy rippon uh guri nandra aaron jones rob bishop know him well from twitter fan bridgewater david bridgewater uh and Mervin king uh former governor of the bank of england as well another well-known aston villa fan marissa ewers so a lot of great diversity there um a lot of a celebration of villa's um past uh you know which is needs to be done during the 150 anniversary you've got to celebrate you know the club's traditions uh and some fans who have really contributed contributed positively to Aston Villa um and as I say diversity uh people who represent different groups within the Aston Villa fan base that is fantastic to see really happy with that um and that's uh I think that's a really nice touch from the club uh for um as we build towards the 150th anniversary, which should be very exciting indeed. Anyway, uh, here is Tom Green uh from the Borough Breakdown Podcast to give us the lowdown on the man himself, Morgan Rogers. Middlesbrough for forward Morgan Rogers is a prime target for Aston Villa during this transfer window. Media reports suggest Borough have turned down bids for him from the Villa. Today, I'm joined by Tom Green from the Borough Breakdown podcast. Tom, welcome to All Villa, No Filler.
1: Thanks very much for having me.
0: Uh, so, Morgan Rogers, this this has been rumbling now for about a week or so. Um, what's the feeling about a potential move for Rogers among the Borough fan base?
1: Uh, I think firstly it, it kind of came and, and took us by surprise. It wasn't something we expected six months into his contract. Um, obviously, he was fairly decently w- uh, rated when he he went to City, and he's been out on loan a couple of times. Uh, not a big name by any stretch, but one we we knew about when when he signed for the the club and. Really I think a lot of people would be disappointed to to see him leave, uh, especially after six months because it's just around now where it looks like he's he's starting to kind of show what he's really all about and, uh, and and really kind of solidify himself within the team um but there is a sort of acceptance from from our fan base now which we wouldn't have got a couple of years ago in that we know, that the club is trying to become more sustainable, um, trying to emulate that kind of like Brentford, Brighton model. So, I think the there is a, a sort of acceptance that if we get a, an offer that is too good to turn down, and it looks like we we might actually replace Rogers, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world.
0: Okay, and uh, you know, just how good is Rogers?
1: Um, I, I wouldn't say he's ready to get in your starting eleven yet, which makes the trans uh, the the rumors that he was kind of the top target for for Emery, and um, and everything like that a little bit confusing because you would be paying for potential at this point. Um, he's really grown into the team over the over the course of this season. Um, he's he's playing a a number 10 role, mostly. And his strengths are really kind of driving with the ball. And mm-hmm. we saw on uh, another one of his strengths in his vision last week against Rotherham. Um, kind of just flicked it up and backheeled it into the path of Marcus Force uh, to get our equaliser. He, he is a good player, but I still don't think he's anywhere near his best at Borough. So if you guys were to sign him, you might still be waiting a couple of years before that pays off fully.
0: Okay. And, uh, you know, whereabouts does he tend to play for Middlesbrough and where sort of on the pitch can he function?
1: Well, we like to see him uh, around a number 10 position, which is where he's played most of his football, I would say. He did start the, se- uh, the season playing as our kind of like lone striker. Uh, mm-hmm. We essentially play a really kind of fluid, asymmetrical four two three one formation. Uh and to start the season we, we had no strikers. So Rogers was playing there. He's had a bit of experience in, in playing up front for us this season. And I think he was actually signed as a winger when when we got him. Um he's played for Blackpool, I think it was Lincoln, the other one here, who have both kind of said to, to us on the podcast, um of, of fans from both clubs said he was deployed as a winger for them. So he is quite versatile across the front line really.
0: Okay, so the versatility that slightly sounds a little bit like ollie Watkins, who of course we got from the Championship when he was at Brentford, and he tended to play. I think it was more on the left wing, and up front. So, I wonder if there's maybe something in the data that's suggesting to Uno Emery, Monchi, our sporting director, and uh, the scouting department as well that there's something to work on here. Um, you know, uh. You know, he's played 33 games this season, seven goals, nine assists. You know, that's not bad for a 21-year-old, but it's also not, you know, doesn't scream out that this guy's going to be the next LA or anything like that. But, uh, you know, is there anything um, about him that you think sticks out and you think he does have raw potential and you could actually see him reaching a much higher level than he's currently playing at?
1: Well, I, I think one stat there that that's not being mentioned and it, it, it's, it's probably not one that's this well-known. There's, um, there's a, a kind of well-known data guy for, for the championship mainly uh, on, on Twitter who posted this out a couple of weeks ago. Um, he was actually top for chance creation in the, in the championship. Um, I think it was top for chance, chance creation. Anyway, he, he was top of that. I don't know if it was kind of under a certain age or, or something, but uh, he was at the top of that list. So, Maybe that is in the underlying data that, uh, like you say, Emery and any sporting director have been been looking at. In in terms of his ability, I, th- I think he's he's very good at dribbling with the ball. Um, I think one one thing about him which you don't get with a lot of other, uh, we'll say wingers, um, although dribblers could also apply to it. He's actually fairly big as well. I think I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he's only around uh, six foot three or six foot four. Um, so probably not your typical winger build and and he does have that ability to to hold players off there have been a couple of examples at the Riverside this season especially where he's just been driving through the middle but he's been able to kind of hold those players off so I would say that's a a definite plus point for him he's got good vision uh, a very good range of passing Um, like say last week at Rotherham with the back heel touch and He's had a couple of others as well. I think one of them might have been against Preston. Uh, don't quote me on that one, but it was like a lovely little dink through into the box and, and, and just into into the attacker's path for a, for a goal. So he, he does have a very good range of passing as well. Like I said, this doesn't come off all the time. So it's probably still going to be a couple of years before you can look at him as being close to being the finished article. But I would say his abilities then would be far more than, than what they are now
0: Okay, and uh, do you think there's anywhere in particular that he could improve? Is there any sort of weaknesses to his game? Does he ever leave you a bit frustrated about anything?
1: Um, I, I would I mean, it's kind of unfair in the position he he plays but his shooting's a bit hit and miss okay. Um you may have seen a few highlights in the Carabao Cup where he's he's pinging them into the top corner against Exeter from about twenty five yards out, and he scored a really good goal last night against Chelsea. Mm. But then there's been other of um, uh, other chances he's had, easier chances which haven't you know came off for him. So probably being a bit more consistent with the shooting, but I think long range shooting he he typically has that uh, that nailed down.
0: Okay, and uh, you know he sounds like quite a strong player. He can hold players off. He's got versatility as well. If think if I was to guess, I'd say he's coming in as a somebody who, long term, potentially they could mold into a striker, um, but also somebody to compete with Jacob Ramsey on the left. Ramsey's been injured a lot this season, so if Morgan can, uh, Rogers can play sort of on that sort of we play a very narrow midfield. It's, almost, it's not really a left winger, but it's kind of on the left hand side of the midfield. Yeah. If he can play there and up front, I, I can definitely see why. Uh, Villa are drawn to him, um, but you know ultimately it would be you know stepping into the Premier League, and we it feels like the gap to the champion of the Premier League is con- it's constantly like growing apart a little bit at the moment. Um, do you think he'd be able to make the jump up to the Premier League? Do you think he's got what it takes to to play there?
1: Honestly, right now I wouldn't say so. Um, okay. Like like I said earlier, I think in this transfer you guys would pin for potential, which I, I, I think may put Villa off in terms of the fee that we're apparently uh, commanding because like I say he's still in his first six months of his, his contract uh, we're kind of under no um, no pressure to sell and he's also said he's not going to force a move so if it it's kind of getting that balance isn't it of, of what fee you'd be willing to pay for for someone with potential at that point mm. like I said, I don't think he's going to be the finished article or anywhere close to that for, for another year or two Um I think if you guys were to sign him, he'd probably be a, a bench player and kind of working his way into the team from there. He, he might, uh, you know, given a few 20 minute appearances and on obviously the um the work that would be going in on the training ground, he might develop uh, a little bit quicker there. Um, but I don't see him transferring to Villa and stepping straight into the first team at all.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I think Unai Emery's M.O. in the past has, has been to improve players. And I think every single player who's at Aston Villa since he took over a year, a year and a bit ago um, has just gone up levels, really. So I'd be quite excited, I think, at the thought of Rodgers working with Emery if it ever came to pass. But something else as well, I could imagine Middlesbrough thinking, well, if we don't need to sell right this instant, we could probably wait to the summer, see what Rodgers does for the rest of the season. And then there might be a bit of a bidding war if he, you know, keep suggesting to all the Premier League scouts this is a guy you gotta get in. So yeah, I'd be interested to see how Middlesbrough what Middlesbrough do this transfer window. But um but uh, Tom it's been absolutely brilliant to chat to you really informative and uh, honestly really appreciate you coming on. Um where can we find you and the Borough breakdown online?
1: So I'm um, at Tom Green52 on Twitter and Borough Breakdown is um give me two seconds I will I'll grab this because I always forget it. I think it's uh <laughs> Yeah, there we go. App or underscore breakdown. I always forget if there's the in the in front of that, but yeah, app or underscore breakdown on Twitter. Uh, we're also on all the standard pop, uh, podcast platforms and available on YouTube as well.
0: Okay, brilliant, Tom. Thanks a lot for coming on.